So the science table, yes, it has issued a final report, and um, it should be news to no one that they're urgently warning the you know the province to invest in family doctors because so many of them either have retur you know, retired or burned out of their practice. And then the doctors who are sticking around are trying to catch up with backlogs of current patients. We've had a doctor shortage for years. And when you look at the numbers, as many as 1.8 million people in the province of Ontario need a doctor. And when they can't get them, what it does is it forces you to go down to the local emerge, you know, and then you end up overburdening the emergency care. And so the warning now from the science table is that this shortage is now at a crisis point because there's not enough care should there be any extra demands during the next COVID wave or the flu season. In other words, doctors, your family doctors, are the people who should be treating the things that are ending up in the eMERGE right now. I want to bring Dr. Tara Curran into this conversation, a family physician with Unity Health Toronto, one of the co-authors of this final report from the Science Table. Thanks so much for joining us, Doctor. Thank you. You have been studying this particular, um, you know, program and, and issue since, you know, primary care became an issue, which has been an issue for a very long time. So I don't think anyone should be surprised by this additional strain. I do think it's interesting in the report, though, where you're citing and saying, look, if family doctors can't treat people with long term COVID, other fallout of COVID and or things that doctors are supposed to treat instead of an emergency, we're going to hit the wall. Haven't we already? It's a you know, great point. I mean, you're right that the system has had cracks in it for a while. And like a lot of things during COVID, COVID has just shone a light on the cracks that were already there and now has actually just uh, kind of fractured things even further. Uh, so even before the pandemic started, we know that uh, 1.8 million people living in Ontario didn't have a regular family doctor, or primary care provider. And uh, some of the research that we cite in the brief and uh, research we published even just last week shows that um, probably this has just gotten worse during the COVID pandemic. So our research from last week found that um, uh, family doctors, um, uh, the rate at which family doctors uh, stopped working in the first six months of the pandemic was about twice what was expected based on data from the previous decade. So that's worrying. Um, other data we have is that uh, one in five family doctors in, in the Toronto area are thinking of closing their practice in the next five years. And this is at the same time that fewer medical students are picking family medicine as a career. So uh, we see that we had a problem before COVID and that it's COVID has just made that problem worse. Yeah, I mean, it was always one of those rural issues. It's happening in the rural issues, and now it's hitting everywhere. Even if you have a family doctor, and I don't think I need to, it's even hard for people to get in to see their own family doctor because there are such backlogs. And assuming you can get in without a video appointment, I think, you know, we're straining the system where we're kind of trying to spread it out so thinly that I'm not sure people who even have a doctor are able to get the, the proper fulsome care that they're used to. So it becomes a question then, how are we going to fix this? Because when you're a family doctor, it's not just that you open the doors and bill everything to the, to the, you know, the province, you know, you've got to run a, you're essentially running a franchise with your own costs that you have to build. There's a ton of paperwork. So how do we make this better um, and draw people into something that is, I think, harder to run than let's say if you were going to go into emergency medicine? Yeah, you're making a lot of great points. I mean, one that I'm just going to pick up on that you made is just that, um, you know, family doctors have had to pick up more during the pandemic. That's one of the things your brief really clearly shows is that 
people have had to work more days and work more hours. And basically what we did was we piled on more COVID responsibilities on top of all of the responsibilities that you had already. Um, and so not surprisingly, that's meant that people worked more, um, but at the same time, even though they were work working more, there were just so much work that there still resulted in some backlogs and gaps in care that we're now facing when it comes to, you know, people, not every, not all kids being up to date on their immunizations or not all adults having um, the cancer screening that they should have. So, uh, you know, family doctors have worked hard, but there's still gaps in care. And one of the things that's important to note is we didn't get any extra resources during the pandemic to do all of this. So I think one of the big lessons from our from our brief is, um, you know, if if you don't put in extra resources, but you're asking for extra work, there's naturally going to be some trade offs. So one of the things we're calling for is, is, you know, support family doctors with more resources if you're asking them to do more work. And then the other thing that we really call for is, you know, um, um, improve the playing field in the province and add interprofessional teams to primary care practices. And, and to your point, um, you know, the teams are what will help, we hope, family doctors um, stay on top of their work, increase their capacity to be able to see more patients, um, actually have more joy in work because they're sharing the load with others. Um, and you know, team-based care has been shown to be better for patient outcomes as well. So that's one of the solutions we talk about in the brief. How long is it going to take to fix something that, frankly, should have been, uh, you know, like so many other things with healthcare, where multiple governments, all sides of the aisle, they've kicked a lot of the problems down the road for as long as they can. Now everything's hit the wall because, oh, yeah, we got the pandemic we were warned about. And so it's like everyone's not done their thing in the past to get us ready for today. And so if we're starting doctor at a ground level of trying to fix stuff now, how's it going to get fixed in time? Or can it be? You're right that it's, you know, I think some of these things are going to take time. Some of the structural issues, for example, supporting, you know, making it more attractive for medical students and then graduating those medical students into family medicine. And then to your point, you know, making practice easier. So it's not just like you have to run your own business, but maybe you just have to focus on the doctor work. Those are all things that are going to take time to put in place. I think there are other things that may take less time. So, I mean, expanding team-based care, I suspect if the government said, Oh, you know, there are options for every family doctor to hire a social work to be or to be part of their practice. I suspect people would be signing up to do that right away. And that would be, you know, um, pulling away work from family doctors that family doctors aren't as skilled to do. It would be helping patients with something that we know has really become a problem in the pandemic, rising mental health and addictions. Um, and we like increasing the capacity for the system to take care of more people. So I think there are some solutions that can be done in the shorter term, um, but that we also at the same time have to put in the long-term solutions. Or, you know, others doing things like, um, you know, pharmacists picking up some of the slack, uh, you know, if you've got a bladder infection or whatever holding you over, there are some services that we could probably farm out to other agencies to alleviate some of the backlog while trying to, to work towards a solution, no? It's a great um, you know, thought. And I think one of the things we have to be careful about, though, is how we integrate those other services. Um, one of the benefits, you know, the benefits of primary care really relate to the longstanding relationship over time. Mm -hmm and uh, continuity, continuity of this person, but also of information so that you know 
you know, your patient's medical history, when you're making decisions, you know, their values and their preferences, so you can support them on their journey. And when we start to fracture the primary care system to like have different parts deliver different services, we fracture the relationship, which is really at the core and what actually I think is the center of why we end up with good outcomes in primary care um, and why we can do things efficiently. One of the other um, recommendations from our brief is actually just calling out the poor information system infrastructure that we have right now. So we uh -huh. aren't connected well to pharmacies, no. to your point, we're not connected <laughs> well to hospitals. We're not even connected to other hospitals. It's crazy that like a file yeah. doesn't go through the whole medical system. It is just bizarre to me in 2022, all the things that we were promised were going to be done by now still aren't done. We certainly spent the money and seen it blown in the past on, on just the basics of, of, you know, using technology to expedite services. And it's just still not done. It is an enormous enormous fix and i just it's going to take real leadership that we have been lacking so i certainly hope uh it does get done doctor very much appreciate your time i know you don't have a lot of it these days so uh thank you thanks so much that is dr atara uh karen joining us who is a co-author of this particular study again i just it, what we knew this was coming it's not a secret that this was coming no one bothered to get ahead of it and fix it when it was a train coming down the tracks at us well now it's running us over and now we're expecting the same people to get off their butt and actually fix it oh, it's just so frustrating so frustrating anyway on the other side of this why it always matters we'll tell you that